And we're back. Bringing a baby back to jail sounds quite daunting, but but in fact, it was probably the most intense um, emotional moment ever that I've probably experienced. The transport back to the hospital isn't in a normal prisoner pod, as they call them. Um, it's more of like, how would you describe it? Like the old panel van looking transport cars. It's got like a big pod on the back of it, but inside it's actually like a bench seat. You can actually fit your baby's capsule to it. It's all decked out. So pregnancy in jail is, is not unusual. Babies in jail is not completely unusual. It, it's, it's obviously there's over a thousand women and maybe four or five of those women per time get to have their babies there. So I was pretty lucky. I was, I was extremely lucky. I was lucky because I had been denied. I was lucky because I had fought. I was lucky because hope and victory is not something that jail offers. Jail does not offer such luxuries as victory. But here I was with it. So what this made for was rules when you have your baby in jail. But but furthermore, on top of that rules, for me to have my baby there. Because I'd been rejected, then they overturned it. So they wanted to make sure that things were very difficult for me. And that I was abiding by every which stipulation when I walked back into the jail, now you're not allowed to walk with your baby in your arms. So you have to imagine this, guys out there that are listening, every time you hit the cement, your feet hit the cement, you have to have your baby in a pram. Now this apparently is to stop accidents happening, falling over with your baby. If someone has an altercation, the baby is better protected in a pram. If there's a fight or an argument, you can get away from it quicker with your baby in the pram. I'm in maximum security prison. And I've got to tell you, it's probably the safest place I've ever been with a baby. Maybe other people's experiences are different, but I've never been more nurtured and, and maternalized than when I was in with killers and major offenders I, I've got to tell you the truth there but nevertheless I've I've gotten back to the jail and, and I've gotten out of the pod I'm now handcuffed my baby's in a capsule until we get to the pram from the walkway where the car stops so we go inside and my carers there waiting for me so you're assigned carers in jail and generally the carers need to be approved by the jail also by child safety but generally they're long-term prisoners because, you know, obviously if people are getting in and out, there's no point doing these courses and getting them established. These are for people who have long-term sentences to, 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 to serve. So majority of your carers are generally murderers. Of course, they're the longest ones there. So they're going to do the course and they're going to be approved and they're going to be on the list every time. So ladies come down, um, 
she had to walk with me with the baby in the pram. So the, the guards aren't allowed to help the prisoners as such with their baby. The baby's not allowed to be handled by anyone else bar approved carers, which you get two, and the mother. <clears throat> now, if you're seen <sighs> famatizing, I don't know if that's a word, but if you're seen flaunting your baby around and, and, and people are touching them and, and whatever else, that's a breach. So a breach is where you're reprimanded and then your baby is removed. So I was not allowed to have any breaches. I was I was on I was on the edge. So one breach baby's gone. So that would mean that the baby would be handed out of jail and handed to a kinship carer or a foster carer until I was released. So I could not take any chances. So the carer, when she saw me, had no idea what was going on. All she was told is get down to the office you wanted. So she's gone down to the main room and, and she's waiting there and she sees me walking with the baby and she is just over the moon. Her, her smile was just the biggest smile you've ever seen. And she said, how did you do it? And I said, I freaking don't know. They overturned it on the third day. It was It was crazy. And she said she was worried about complications because I'd taken so long. Remember I'd said in the last podcast, normally prisoners are in there for one day. And I explained to her, no, I've had a cesarean. Um, it wasn't a natural birth. Yada, yada, yada. I'm having a bit of a chat. And the guard says, prisoner, get over here. So I walked to the big reception desk. Yes. She goes, you're lucky to have this baby in here. A lot is riding on you. Your What happens from here rides on when the next woman can override a decision. You have won something that people in jail don't win. There's no such thing. All of your rights and everything are taken away from you and you've somehow managed to gain those rights. So my advice to you, follow the rules. Don't stuff up. This is all riding on your shoulders. And I'm nodding, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big weight to carry. And eventually we walk out of the reception area and onto the concrete pathways ready to go back to our residential unit. So in jail, you've got all different areas. Now, because we were in the far area, which is an area of, of people who have been in jail for a while now, they have progressed through the jail system. So the jail system starts you off in what's a secure unit. Um, and that's for people who are getting their behaviors managed. Then you've got about three other units in the secure area there for the naughty ones. If they've been fighting or if they have been found with drugs or if they are what's called diverting medications, which means that they are saving their medications for their friends for later on, I guess is the best way to describe it. So secure then you've got residential block one, which is about 12 units full of about oh, 10 to 12 women at a time in each unit. Then you've got the residential two area, which is where we were, which is again about 12 units. It's probably about eight to 10 women in each unit in there, but they're more settled people. They're people that aren't leaving the jail anytime soon. And that's where me and the baby were. Um 
walking along those pathways past all those units and sometimes feel like the walk of shame. But there was nothing to be ashamed of this time. This was the walk of honour. And as we walked in along those gates, we had two guards behind us pushing a pram, a couple of prisoners. The jail roared. The women banged on windows. They screamed out hysterically with congratulations, excitement. I wasn't just walking a baby into jail. I was walking in some hope. Not many women get any hope in those places. Not many women get to see something actually be won. And we pushed that pram down there. We pushed it down there with pride. But with every good glorious story comes another part of the story and and that is the rules. Okay, so the rules were going to be if anyone within the mother's unit was breached on anything, I would receive a breach, instant removal of baby. If I was found co-sleeping with my child, instant breach, instant removal. If I didn't have her in a pram, instant breach, instant removal. If I allowed other prisoners to touch her other than the two people that were assigned, instant breach, instant removal. There wasn't much I could do. (laughs) And you've got to imagine all these women are so excited to see her because they didn't think she was coming back. She's created a big hysteria around her. Now, very, very difficult to hold back emotions in these situations. Really, really hard. You've got all these women who have lost their children who can't be with their children and then I've won my child and all they want to do is say congratulations but I had to keep saying sorry gotta go gotta go gotta go because I couldn't risk the chance that they would try and touch her or that they would try and hold her but I developed a really good friendship with a bunch of women one very feisty redhead who was very 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 protective she was she was great she would actually be on the top of the landings and if she saw anyone coming anywhere near me, she'd yell, get away from that baby! Top of her lungs. I can't even say how loud it was or how aggressive, but I tell you what, it used to make me jump like, shit, am I supposed to get away from the baby too? Oh, no, that's right, I'm the mother. That's okay. <laughs> I'm in the right spot. Yes, she had a way with words. Um, we had some really fun times. There was a lot of bond... There was a lot of good moments and my two carers had to help me with the bathing because I couldn't lift her up high enough where the baby bath was situated and having a cesarean, you know, allowed to lift. So for six weeks, the carers had to basically assist me with a lot of things. Anyway, the two carers have come in, we're bathing her and then... One of the carers handed her to the other carer and said, I can't do this, and just started walking out. And And I said, what's what's wrong? What's going on? Are you all right? I'm like, what's going on? And she looked at me and she said, I'm so sorry, but I can't get attached. I can't love something again that's going to leave me. I need to go. And she was gone. She'd been taken away from her home, from her family, 
she had another 10, 15 years left to serve, she could not get attached, so she left. And I needed to respect that. I needed to respect that there's only a certain amount of emotion that we can take as people and that was her coping skills and that was how she had learnt was to cut off certain things and I appreciated her honesty but I needed to find a new bloody carer. So the one carer who I ended up with, she moved into the unit with me. Now in women's units you have probably about eight to ten women sharing a six cell unit. So you've got basically six rooms, winter cells. So you've got probably three or four of those rooms are sharing where one person is on the floor and one person's on the bed. Um, so at times you'd have about 10 people to that unit. Now you get rations. So you get rationed out food for every unit. doesn't matter if you've got 10 or 8 or 5 or 12 or 15. However, you get that unit. That's how much food you're getting for one unit. doesn't matter how many people are in there. So the primary objective is to get into a good unit with not many people in it. Hello, more food. But also less conflict and less, you know, issues because you don't have all the diverse personalities. So the mother's unit is a unit with only four cells rooms but also only for adults so you can't double up and share in a mother's unit so the maximum amount of prisoners you're going to have in one mother's unit is four now because there were no other babies in the unit at the time you can't also be in a unit on your own you have to have at least one person so my carer had to come down to my unit and stay with me so I thought she'd be loving it you know It's just me and her and I think one other person. I think we had another lifer in there. And I was like, yeah, this is cool, you know, loving it. I woke up in the middle of the night and I could hear her crying. And I thought, oh, no, what's wrong? You know, is everything okay? So I knocked on her cell. I said, are you you all right? And she said, I can't do this. I said, what? She goes, "I, I can't live in luxury. Huh? in jail this is not luxury she said to me this is luxury I can't do this it's not my cell it's not my room it's not my unit I'm used to living in the chaos she said this is too peaceful I need to go back great I just lost another girl her cope skills were that she had routine and she knew where she was going to be every day and every night. Every day she was getting up, every night she was going to her cell. That's how she'd coped. And she'd gotten herself into such a routine that just the thought of the slightest luxury, like less people to share with, more food in the unit, it just didn't feel right to her. So the next day she went back to her unit back to her chaos, back to what she knew. And she'd come and visited me every now and again down in my unit and said hello to the baby and everything else, but that's how she could cope with her sentence. And that was that. Now I had to find a new body carer. 